Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now, as we come to the time to look into your word, we ask that we'll fall upon the good soil of our hearts and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for this opportunity to speak into the lives of your people. And we ask that you will use these words to cause us to grow to what you have desired for us to be from the beginning. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are into the fourth episode, which unfortunately or fortunately for some people is our final episode of our series entitled Refocus. Our opening thought for today is this. We are to focus on and ponder what is good and honorable as we walk through life. Let me hit you with it one more time. We are to focus on and ponder what is good and honorable as we walk through life. When we started off, we started off in episode number one and we talked about ensuring that we had an intense focus on Christ. That our focus was so locked in on him that nothing else could come into our peripheral and cause us to deviate. Then in episode number two, we talked about keeping our eyes not only on Christ, but on the prize, which is the kingdom of heaven. So we talked about our eyes being focused on Christ, but our desire, our want to be a kingdom want or desire. Last week we went on and we were talking so the first two episodes we talked about the good things, but the third episode we had to talk about the distraction that can come up and how to be able to detect those distractions to keep us uh, focused on what we initially started talking about, which is Christ and heaven. And I want to conclude this series with this. The subtitle today is going to be called Heaven's Outlook. Heaven's Outlook. How are we causing the world to see heaven in us. Are you a reflection of the, of the kingdom, or are you a reflect the kingdom of heaven, let me say, or are you a reflection of everybody else that is around you? We're not pointing fingers, we just look straight ahead so nobody knows that. Oh, okay, all right. So let's talk about our definitions. Our first definition is refocus. Refocus means to change emphasis or direction. The next definition is heaven. Heaven is the part of space in which the omnipresent Jehovah is supposed to afford more sensible manifestations of his glory. Hence, this is called the habitation of God and is represented as the residence of angels and blessed spirits. Outlook. 
Outlook is a place offering a view. And the final word for today is character. Character is the peculiar quality or the sum of qualities by which a person or thing is distinguished from others. Let me hit you that with that one one more time. Character is a particular quality or the sum of qualities by which a person or a thing is distinguished from others. Let that... Yeah, that's the word. Marinate. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Marinate in your mind for a moment. Yes. We're going to be in a very familiar, familiar area today. Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at the fourth verse. Philippians, the fourth chapter, starting at the fourth verse. We're going to go all the way through to the ninth verse. Philippians 4. Starting at verse 4, going through 9. Here's the word of the Lord. Verse number 4, rejoice in the Lord always. What's that? Again I say, rejoice. 5 says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse number seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And after all that, verse number eight. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Verse number nine says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So, let's... If you ain't recognize that this is something that we say almost every Sunday, then um, let me help you focus on <laughs> this is something that we talk about every Sunday. Look straight ahead and so folks don't know that you forgot that we talk about this every Sunday. But that's okay. But the first point that I want to point out to you is this. That vision has to do with our perception. What we look at and, and what we perceive. So what the biblical explanation is... Our vision has to do with our eyes and, 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 and where we and what we are attentive to. So our vision deals with what are we putting our attention to. And so 
Where does our affections, where do our intention, where do our thoughts, where do they all go? There has to be something that is the subject of that. And so that means that focus is intentional. And to keep focus, we must, we have to develop habits for what to be attentive to. So we have this vision, we have this way of looking thing at things, but we have to keep up habits in order to make sure that we are staying focused intensely on what it is we are to be attentive to. So when we are walking through life and we are going from place to place in life, there are a lot of little things that pop up around us that can cause our attention to change. It can pull on our focus. It can cause us to deviate from the direction that we are supposed to be going in. There is a story about a uh, uh, man, a, a sailor who was responsible for going, who was an uh, oarsman, and he was responsible for providing direction for the ship. And what happens is, because he's on the water and he thinks everything is going okay, he doesn't check his compass. And as he's steering the ship, the captain comes up, up and he looks and he says, why are we going in this direction? And it, the, the helmsman says, I'm going on the direction that you have sent me on. He says, no, you're not. If you look at your compass, you'll see that you are some degrees off. Why? Because it may seem like to us that everything's going okay, everything's going all right, and everything is going good, but if we don't check our compass, which is the word of God, and make sure we're going in the right direction, we may have some deviations because of the bumps and the, 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 the waves that we've run into as we're journeying through life. That's why it's important that sometimes we may be focused and it may look clear. Sometimes we got to kind of blink our eyes and, and make sure that we are refocused and make sure that we're locked into what it is that God has for us to do. Amen. And so what we see here in Philippians, the fourth chapter, in the eighth and the ninth verses, is the fact that Paul is saying, he, he starts it off and he says, Finally, in conclusion, therefore, after all these other things, this is how you are able to achieve those things. He says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then he says this, he says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. What is he saying? He's saying, I have been an example for you. So what I want you to do is just take what you saw, saw me do 
and do that. And that will keep you. That will be the compass direction, the course corrections that you need in order to go forward. So what are we to do? We are to stop and we're, we're to meditate on this word. And we should make this word valuable to us. To, and so that it can be an influence to us. And as it's influencing us, it's influencing us to what is true. It is influencing us to what is honorable. It's influencing us to what is just. It's influencing us to what is pure. It's influencing us to what is lovely. It's influencing us to what is commendable. It's influencing us to stay upon that compass course direction that God has called for us to walk on. What is this thing about truth? It is all that merits serious thought and encourages serious mindedness. It is us looking at a situation and seeing the truth of the situation. According to the word of God, did you know that if you say something long enough, you'll believe it? One, one instance, this, this is one that, that I'm probably going to get an email about, but I'm going to say it anyway. Back in the days, long ago, the word gay meant happy. Y'all didn't know that. The word gay meant happy. Today, it's a nice way for us to say a person is a homosexual. The truth is, that we have to know what we're saying. When I say, if I walk up to a person and say you're gay today, they may want to want to attack me because they think I'm trying to call them a homosexual. But it is how the truth of the word falls into the lives of the people that interact with it. For instance, let me say this. The word manipulation. We have taken the word manipulation and made it a bad thing. But manipulation is neutral. It's how you use it and how it's interpreted that makes it a good or bad thing. You can manipulate uh, your fingers. You can manipulate. If you're giving somebody a massage, you're manipulating because it's causing movement. It's causing changes. But no, you're manipulating me. It's a negative thing. But what we have to look at is what is the true meaning of things. I had a friend of mine who got mad at me because I called him ignorant. And I didn't say that he was ignorant as a person. I was saying that he was ignorant of the time of the meeting. And he thought I called him ignorant. And then I said, my friend... Listen, ignorant just means don't know. And he said, okay. So he goes back, he looks it up, he sees that I'm right because that's 90% of my life. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. My wife just corrected me. 98% of my life. 
All right, 98. I'm, I was trying to be a little humble, but she told me to get, go ahead and get some more. But I'm right most of the time, which is about 99.9% .9 of the time. I notice how it goes up every time I say it, right? And so look straight ahead, and, you know, nobody knows I'm talking about you. But, it, but, but my thing, quiet wife. And then what we have to look at is the fact that sometimes we don't know what something means and we just take what everybody else has, has told us it says instead of doing it for ourselves. This is kind of a little, little alleyway for me, but it's, it's very important that we know things for ourselves. The Bible talks about the Bereans, and when Paul would go to the Bereans, what the Bereans would do, they listened to what Paul preached about, and then they went back and researched what Paul preached about because they wanted to make sure it's true. We got TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Mr. Ma'am, all them folks, Facebook, all them folks. We got all them folks and we got all these people on there saying things, but none of us stopped to research to make sure that it's true. I kind of got stuck on truth, but it's very important because just like we heard from Micah in our, in our current series, if we walk in the, with the belt of truth, not only does it hold your pants up, it also allows you to operate in transparency and you don't have, listen, take it from a professional liar. You have to remember every lie you told so that you don't get caught in any of your lies. But if you just tell the truth, then you only got to remember one thing. Let me tell you, I ain't going to even tell you how many uh, corrections, because I, I don't know if I can say on this. The FTC might get me for saying whoopings, but, oh, I'm sorry, I said it. I can't tell how many whoopings I got just for lying. Just for lying. Oh, you know what? And anyway, so it's, 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 it's important that we have truth. That, I believe that is why, that is the first thing that Paul says. He says, whatever is true, we have to have the foundation which is truth. In John, I believe the 17th chapter, Jesus says, we are going to trust in your word because your word is truth. And that's what we want to walk in. We want to walk in truth. And as we are looking journeying what Paul is saying. He's saying, I want you to work these various words. I want you to lock into these various words. I want you to meditate on these various words. So these words become a part, not only of your vocabulary, but also of your conduct. One of the things that I have discovered is that when you start telling people truth, it starts messing with their heads. Because they ain't used to dealing with truth. They, they used to have to decipher in order to figure out what you're really trying to say. But when you start hitting people with truth, the next thing they know, they're just like, oh, okay. One, another real quick story. This is a true story. One of, one of, one of the uh, traditions at my high school was during the last couple of days of school that the seniors senior boys uh, street around the school. Well, um, I got called up into that and I went streaking. Now, I'm just, I'm, 
Listen, I'm just saying this. Now, our high school was probably maybe 15 to 20% minority. And so everybody kind of figured out, because it was about, I think, 15 of us, and they saw these two little black behinds running, and they had an idea of who these two little black behinds was, okay? I'm not going to indict my, my, my friend, but I'm just saying. They just knew. They, they had ideas of, of the white booties, but they say, I'm pretty sure I know who them two black booties was. Anyway, during the school days, the principal was calling the individuals down that they suspected had, had committed this. Well... Um, at that time, my mother was actually working at the high school that I went to. Now, let me, let, full disclosure, because this is how I did business. I said, Mom, I said, we're going to be streaking on such and such a day. I told her. And she said, well, you know, I would prefer that you not do it. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she, just the way I said, yes, ma'am, she said, you're going to do it anyway. I said, yes, ma'am. Totally above the board. So the assistant principal that was doing the investigation goes to my mother and says, hey, we suspect your son of doing this. And, you know, and she's like, okay, go talk to him about it. I get called into the principal's office. I never forget him, Robert Coppersmith. Kind of reminds me of Mr. Turtell. He's just kind of that kind of guy, just real. Anyway, so I'm sitting in there, and, we're, 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 and he says, hey, we had this event, and um, do you know anything about it? I said, yes, sir. And he said, uh, okay, what do you know? I said, yeah, I was one of the ones that um, was streaking. And, he, and I said, but, sir, I'm not going to tell on anybody else. But, yes, I was one of the ones um, that was streaking. And so um, he said, oh, okay. Um, okay, you can go back to your class. So I go back to my class. Now, this was the thing. Most of the folks that did the streaking, all, we all were in the same class. <clears throat> Our teacher was in on it. <coughs> they, they, uh, okay, I ain't even going to that part. Our teacher was in on it, so when I came back to the classroom, they said, what you say? I said, yeah, I told him I went streaking. And you should have saw even, even the black guy's face lost color. Everybody was like, oh, God. And I went and sat down. And they said, you told him that you were streaking? I said, yeah, because I was. I was streaking. So afterwards, Mom came and she told me, she said, well, Mr. Coppersmith came to me and said, you were the only one that told the truth. And so, um, they're not going to do nothing. I said, okay. Grace. But I'm just saying, no, I'm saying truth. When you tell the truth, <laughs> when you tell the truth, it messes folks' heads up because he thought I was going to lie like everybody else. But no, I'm not going to lie. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the truth. I have been in situations personally where I'm like, I can lie my way out of this. But if I tell the truth, I'm going to get in trouble. And I have actually told the truth and got in trouble, and I, I just accept it. If you walk in truth, you don't have to remember all the lies you had to tell to cover up the lie that you told from the beginning. Amen. And then if you tell the truth, then what happens, happens. We have to walk in truth. If you're man enough to run out there naked, you're man enough to get kicked out of school. I, I was man enough. I'm just, I'm just, hey, last, last, you know, you got five days suspension. Oh, okay, it's only five days left. All right, bless the Lord. All right. But 
what Paul wants us to understand is that all of these things that, that we have talked about or we have mentioned, that we, that we even talk about every Sunday, are there to provide us with direction to go and example how a kingdom citizen operates. So the outlook that heaven has is that we will walk in the character of being a person of truth, being a person who will walk in the power of that truth, that we will be honorable, that we will uh, uh, be just, that we'll be pure, that we'll be holy, uh, that we'll be lovely, that we'll be commendable, that we'll walk in excellence. Why? Because that represents the kingdom to others. And so the heaven outlook is that our character will reflect these characteristics. That when we are a citizen of heaven, that these things will be made manifest so that people can see that there are people that are walking in truth. There are people that are being honorable. There are people that are being just. There are people that are being pure. There are people that are being lovely. Why? Because the world needs that today. If it needed it back in Paul's day, I know with all the modern thought that we have that we need it even more so today. That is why uh, this is entitled Heaven's Outlook. How are we looking as we stand as a kingdom citizen to those that are around us? Are we reflecting the king's uh, 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 characteristics or are we uh, reflecting the world? So does this mean, is there, we're not saying that there's not good in the world. We're not saying that there's no good situations. We're not saying that, but we're saying that our characteristics and our focusing on what God has called for us to do and how God has called for us to live requires for us to exude these characteristics. That doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen. It means that even when a bad thing happens, that these characteristics are going to manifest and people are going to see a difference. Hmm. So we realize that we don't just, we're not, we're not animals per se, in that we don't live off our instincts. If we live by our instincts, there would be a lot of dead people. There would be, if we live by instincts, there would be a lot of, 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 of things that are not uh, happening because instinct will tell you to drop kick people, to beat up people, to destroy people in order for you. Wait a minute, that sounds how we operate. So maybe we're, a lot of the world is operating by instinct instead of by divine characteristics, and that's why we're having problems. Because we don't operate on specifically instincts, our, our, our lives are directed by the thoughts and motives of our hearts. And so if we put 
truth in our hearts, if we put mercy, if we put love, if we put uh, pureness, if we put excellence in our heart, then guess what? That's how we act instead of acting. And you know, you know what? Let's, let's just be truthful in here. You know somebody says something to you and you be like, I'll knock all 32 out your mouth and dislocate your jaw and put it all back together. Well, I had to look straight ahead myself because uh, sometimes people get on, what y'all say? Last. Your last nerve. Papa used to say it like this. That's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. But grace, truth, being lovely causes you to step back and say, Lord, help me. Because if you don't help me, you're going to end up having to help them because I'm going to put it on. So because we're living by our heart, our center of who we are, we don't live by the instinct that our flesh wants us to execute. And so we want to walk in that. And so we want to continue to pursue these characteristics so that when we are walking and when things come against us and try to put us down, put us out, that we are able to say, no, because I am operating under this concept, this precept, because this is a precept of life. And we should always be evaluating how we're doing. How, how are we being true? How are we showing love? How are we being uh, 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 lovely? How are we uh, being honorable? How are we being pure? How are we being commendable? How are we, are we doing a good job at that? Or did we just give up? And if we just gave up, guess what? We have the ability to refocus back onto the direction that we need to go so that we can stay on the right course. It is important for us to look at heaven's outlook, which is to reflect the kingdom mindset, which is how do we think and how do we conduct ourselves so that we can be an example of the kingdom attitude? And then we can tell others, don't do as I say, do as I do. Why is that important? Because they should be the same thing. I don't know how many times you... Or I have heard, do as I say and not as I do. There are many deacons that almost lost their lives because I saw them doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. And I was going to go ahead and take care of them. But that's why we have God in our lives so we don't end up in prison for beating up old people. I shouldn't say seasoned people. But anyway... With that being said, let me talk, talk, remind you again. We started off with our thought. Our initial thought was we are to focus on and ponder what is good and honorable as we walk through life. My final thought for us today is this. We will keep our focus 
and meditate on the true, the holy, the just, the pure, and the lovely. I'm going to say that one more time. We will keep our focus and meditate on the true, the holy, the just, the pure, and the lovely. Y'all say that one with me. We will keep our focus and meditate on the true, the holy, the just, the pure, and the lovely. One more time. We will keep our focus and meditate on the true, the holy, the just, the pure, and the lovely. Now, you hear all this, but there's, there's still one more significant thing that I, I have to bring out. That you can go through living these things, but you cannot truly live them unless you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's of the utmost importance because it gives you admission into the kingdom of heaven, makes you a citizen of the kingdom, and as you walk in the kingdom principles, you will begin to receive benefits that non-citizens cannot receive. Now, in order to become a citizen of heaven, you have to have this relationship with Jesus Christ, which means that you have a process that you have to go through. The process is not complicated, but it requires a sincere uh, confession and focus. Because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead... You shall be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So it's a two-pronged approach. Your heart and the things that you say out of your mouth. Then the Bible even says that everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so... We want you to understand as you make that decision today to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we don't want you to meander by yourself. We say it like this, that this is not an individual sport. This, um, this is not an individual event, but it's a team sport, whereby we want to come alongside you and assist you along this journey. We want to help you along this journey because that is our responsibility to help other kingdom citizens. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can contact us. You can contact us at, through email at info at godshousecc.com or you can text us at 864-920-0100 and we will come alongside you and assist you along your journey. Well, friends and family, that is it. Episode number four is in the book, Heaven's Outlook. We pray that something was said throughout this series that has been a blessing to you, motivates you, causes you to refocus so that you are operating in what God has called for you to operate in. We're going to be starting a brand new series uh, starting next week. I'm actually going to tell you this week what, what the new series is going to be. It's going to be called The Fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to be talking about being fruity. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Now, see, some of y'all took that. See, y'all got some influences. Uh-huh. I should, Let me say instead of fruity, let me say fruitful. Let me say, okay, I ain't going to say anything else. Start with F. But anyway, next week we're going to start talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And we pray that you have opportunity to either come here at 642 Fairview Road here in Simpsonville, South Carolina, 10 a.m. on Sunday and be with us or catch us on Facebook or you can go to our YouTube page and catch our channel and hear those messages. Until next time, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.